Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't try and be different with your resume. You want it to look like everyone else's. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, who are we shouting out this week? A big fat shout out this week goes to Pearl. By the way, I love that name. She says, hi there, ladies. I just wanted to thank you so much for your podcast. I'm from New Zealand and had an interview for teaching on a tropical island. That is so cool. (laughs) I really wanted the job. And the week before I found your podcast on Spotify, I listened to all the interview talks and they saved me from anxiety. I especially love the talk about thinking of your experiences as fairy tales. That made so much sense. I kind of forgot Like when I first read this, I was like, what does she mean? But I remember we did touch on that. I really felt confident in the interview and had answers for all the questions. I also listened to the pre-interview talk. So good for the nerves. I love this because we're finally starting to hear from people saying that they've listened to that. And I love it. Me picturing everyone just nervously, sweatily in their cars and wearing their ears makes me so happy because I wish that I had that going into interviews. Like if I ever have a future interview, I'm putting myself on. I don't care. (laughs) To hype yourself up. Yeah. I got to get back to the shout out. I found out yesterday I got the job and they said that I sold them in my interview. How good is that? So thank you so much. Dream job, here I come. I'll be recommending you to all my fellow Kiwis. I think that's up there with one of the best shout outs ever. Well, hello all the way from New Zealand, a fellow Oceanian. Right across the ditch. Yeah, exactly. I love it. My favourite thing I think about these shout outs is when someone said that they specifically commented about how good their interview was. That's just awesome. You know, they must have blew it out of the water. Exactly. Because I think, you know, it's one thing to get the job. It's another thing for them to be go, wow, your interview was so good. That's awesome. You're like, well, I learned from the interview bosses. Yeah, I hope you're celebrating. That is incredible. And if you want results like that, you can check out Sarah's one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. She'll deep dive into your resume, pluck out your best bits, workshop your answers, and you get a whole recording of it to watch back. It's the gift that keeps on giving. 
And if you like one of our episodes, you used a tip we sent you or you got a compliment on how good you did in your interview, send us a DM and you could be the person we shout out and do an episode on your topic next time. Amazing. So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about should you use Canva to make your resume? Now, this was inspired because we saw some articles. They were real clickbaity type headlines like why you should never use Canva. And there was a lot of conflicting advice. Big mistake, huge mistake, Canva resume. Yeah. I mean, this is just the case with pretty much all the advice out there. And can I just say, this is what people say to us so much in all the messages of thanks we get. They say a lot of the time in a world where there's so much information out there, it clears it all up. And that's what we want to do. Honestly, as a takeaway for when you're reading stuff and trying to work out if it's legit or not, be careful of sweeping statements. We are not here to say use Canva, don't use Canva. We're here to discuss the good, the bad, the things you might want to consider and leave it up to you to give you all the information. Big, massive generalizations are just a red flag for me if someone's giving you advice. Totally. As someone who's a journalist, prides myself on quality journalism, there's a lot of shit out there. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) There's no fact checking. (laughs) No. And unfortunately, it's up to the consumer, you, to do the sorting and sifting and, you know, use our critical thinking about if we decide to take it on. Otherwise, you'll just be consuming shit for the rest of your life. (laughs) Now, something I wanted to say, we love Canva. Canva is amazing. And if you haven't heard of it, they're an Australian startup. They're an Aussie business, massive global tech company, and they've basically democratized graphic design. So they have all these templates. You can have a free account where you get access to lots of free stuff. And there's paid plans that you can upgrade to if you're a content creator. And it's something that we love and pay for. And I use at work in my day job for all sorts of stuff like newsletters, flyers, social media posts. It's an incredible platform. Cool place to work from what I hear as well. So no hate on Canva at all. But we're here to talk resume templates specifically. A lot of the Canva templates are all in text boxes. Yeah. I thought I'd break this down of going, okay, how is a Canva template different to using a Word doc or a Google doc or something more traditional? The way that Canva works, if you've used it before, you'd know. Every element is like a movable little thing on the page. There's no like one spot that you type into. You have to create the separate text boxes and move them around. There's lines and squiggles and rectangles in the background and all that kind of thing. They're all separate on the page. And so one of the main things that you'll see people talking about why Canva might not be a good idea for your resume is because all of those things are separate elements and When you upload your resume into an applicant tracking system, a recruitment system, or even to a job site, you probably would have seen him. When you do that, sometimes it tries to go, okay, cool, I'm going to work out what your phone number is from your resume because they're smart enough to know what an email address is and what a phone number is. And they're also smart enough to work out what was your most recent job title and what did you do there. But the way that they read documents, first of all, the text has to be readable. So you know how in an image, if you take a photo of some text, you can't select the text? Yes. Well, a computer can't read that text either. If you can't select it in the image, then it can't. On a PDF, even though you can't edit the text, you can still select it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But if it was a scan of a document from a photocopier, you couldn't select the text really key thing for people to understand. So PDFs are fine as long as they're like a normal PDF where you can select the text. Canva, you can export as an image. 
terrible idea. Never upload an image as your resume because, again, the computer can't read it. Only humans can. But they can let you export as PDF. So you can still select the text in a Canva resume. The problem is with the fact that it's all separate text boxes. So there's no obvious starting point and it will try and read it left to right, top to bottom and maybe mix up your reference contact information with your contact information or your job title for the old job title that you had a few years ago or your personal profile heading for your most recent experience or stuff like that is what can kind of happen. Which could be a bit problematic. Yes, it could. And it's not the end of the world. If you're not applying on a system or whatever, you're just emailing this to someone, it's a bit more of a like a sending it across because you've been referred or whatever. It's not going to factor in at all. So it's fine, but it's something to keep in mind. It's the same kind of thing if you did a Word doc and you had everything formatted in tables. Have you ever opened up a document from someone and you try and change something and you're like, oh my God, there's an invisible table yeah, in the background. The amount of times I've cried <laughs> during uni because you know when Word does that thing where you just want to backspace or get rid of a blank page, yeah. but then it fucks everything yeah. up and oh my God, my dad has fixed it so many times when I've just sent it to him and been like, <laughs> I'm about to throw my computer out the window and he emails it back. There's a quote using Microsoft Word, moves an image one millimetre to the left, all text and images shift, four new pages appear <laughs> in the distance, sirens. <laughs> Literally. Oh God. I bet I could find an email of dad's reply being like, hey, um, here is the document. Last page deleted. Love dad. <laughs> oh. oh, how good. So, hey, Canva is much easier to use than that. And I get why the attraction is there. It's just that it can be very hard for systems to read these documents. And you can do tests if you ever get an application where it says, hey, upload your resume and then it will pre-fill in, you know how it asks you for like your employment history? Normally when you upload your resume, it fills that in for you from your resume. Clever. And if that's not working, that's a bit of a flag to me that maybe it's not reading your resume properly. This also comes from the fact that almost every single resume template on Canva is in two columns. Do you remember our resume episode where we talked about it? Oh, it was so long ago. We might have to do a rehash one of these days. It was one of our first three episodes. I think it was like number one or something. I don't like the two column format. I just don't like it. It's not as easy to scan through as well when you're looking at it. So when it is a human looking at your resume. And also not the natural way your eyes work. Exactly. Exactly. And I think with these Canva templates, they're beautiful. Like they're really nice to look at. But the point is not that it looks nice. I think people sometimes with resumes think about standing out by being different or beautiful. But bestie, what's really going to stand out is all your amazing experience. That's right. And you don't want your template to get in the way of what you've actually done. So yeah, a few things to think about. I would pick, there's some on there that don't have this two column format where they've got like skills on the left and your experience on the right. There's some in there like that, that are all just on the one page and don't do that two column thing. So if you picked one of those, you were careful about the PDF and you were making sure that it was readable. It's not the end of the world. And we'll keep going through some more kind of pros and cons as well of using them. So don't add a photo. Some of the Canva templates have a photo. Like 99% of them have a photo and like a large photo too. Some of these are like 
a quarter of the page. That is precious real estate that you could be talking about all your amazing things. I just want you to think about, I'm going to have to do like a social media post on this. I just want you to think about when I open your resume on my screen, because I'm looking at it, I open it and it fills up my screen, right? But you know how on a computer, you're kind of zoomed in when you look at something. So you're only really seeing the top half of the page quite large because it fills up the width of your screen. So I only see the top half and it's like, someone's face right on my screen. It's just weird. Don't put a photo on your resume, please. And all these templates, and I think that's a good indicator of how Canva's a graphic design. They've got the expertise in that area. They're not experts in resume writing. And so they're thinking about what looks nice. The photos look really nice, but they don't belong on your resume. So I think if you're following the template, you can be like, oh, it's normal to have a photo. It's just not. Hey, job hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. And hey, Sarah, we've just mentioned Canva is great for aesthetics, but Canva isn't built for resumes. If only there was someone out there that had made a resume template that was perfectly built for job seeking. Yeah. Well, look, we do have a template and... I always say in our resume episode back then and every time I mention it, you don't have to use our template. Like you just don't. It's not the be all end all. Oh, no. And it's not a magic secret that use this template and you'll get 20 callbacks. It's just a skeleton to provide some guidance. And for like, here's how you can lay it out. Here's what it could look like. Here's a resume that doesn't contain a lot of the stuff that you shouldn't do, I guess. We've talked about the two columns thing. So that's another big one as well. I love the fonts and the designs. Take your inspiration from that if you want. Like, again, our resume template's got a particular color theme or whatever. If you want to make that more personal to you, amazing. Like, go onto the Canva ones, find a color scheme and a font style or whatever that you like. I don't know about you, Em, but font pairings, like working out what font to use for the heading and then the body text and like putting them together. I don't know how people do that. That's just a foreign concept to me, but they look beautiful. Take your lead from that. Use their fonts, use the same colors or something like that. The designs are beautiful. So take those really good elements. Also, don't fill in all the sections. Oh, yeah. I think that's the thing as well with Canva because everything is like quite pre-prepared for you and they're in these separate little things. Once you start fiddling with a pre-prepared template, really on the whole platform of Canva as a whole, things start to get a bit messy because if you've got two columns and you take away a section, the rest doesn't automatically come up to fill in that thing. You've got to move it around and readjust. And if you don't have enough room, you've got to resize it, move everything down one by one. So it can be really tempting to just leave it as it is and just type your text in. And that leads you to not thinking about what the best way is to lay out your resume. And if they've got education at the top, you'll put education at the top, even if yours shouldn't go at the top because it's not new and it's not relevant. That's right, because you don't want to do that thing where you move it a millimetre and it all goes crazy. We can't put aesthetics above 
Functionality. There's also sections as well that they have like skills and languages and whatever. And I think it can just be really tempting when you choose a template that you like the look of to just follow it along without really thinking about it. And you put in languages, English, and like just delete the section, you know. That's precious space, yeah. And you don't have to copy the content, you know. Templates are just that, a template. They're putting in potential things you might want to list, but sort of like we said, if it's not applicable, get rid of it. Don't put education if you only went to year 10 in high school they don't care that you went to lord mary's college 20 years ago <laughs> lord mary's <laughs> i was trying to think of a school off the top of my head i think the other thing with the content is that let me read one of the personal profiles in one of them at the moment a talented and customer oriented designer with x years of experience in an x brand environment that sounds really nice right and you might want to just leave some of that because you're like oh that's really relevant to me But it kind of goes into that because this is a fake person's resume, they're very generic terms and they're not personalized. And when we talked about resumes and dot points and all that kind of thing, we talked about like you've said nothing. You've said jargon without actually saying anything. Buzzwords. Yeah. Buzzwords. Yeah. And so they're all really full of buzzwords. So it can be tempting to copy their wording because it sounds nice, but it doesn't actually mean anything. Be careful of saying nothing, saying everything and nothing all at once. So... There's this feature that a lot of the resumes in Canva have, and you'll see this in other templates across the place as well. They have a little section called skills or something like that, and it'll list all of your software that you've got experience in or development languages you know, and you'll give it a rating on a slider of like 50% or 75% or like four out of five stars or one star. So you rate yourself. Well, exactly. And if you say you're four stars out of five for InDesign, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. Why wouldn't you give yourself five? What if I'm three stars out of five for Excel? What does three stars out of five mean? How do I know? (laughs) That's super weird. It's an aesthetic way of instead of writing your skills, proficient or whatever, it's trying to be edgy, but it's, yeah. Again, it's trying to be aesthetic, but look, this is not the end of the world. If you had this on your resume, I'd be like, oh, roll my eyes maybe. But like, it's not a deal breaker for you. It's just... It's arbitrary and you're literally rating yourself on stuff. And again, it's trying to make it aesthetic. Your resume is not really meant to be aesthetic. Yeah. It's okay to be black and boring with a bold heading. Yes. And it's okay to just, if you want to have a skills section, just list the things that you have done. You don't have to put little star ratings or sliders or anything like that because it's arbitrary. Like what does three out of five for Excel mean? Like are you rating yourself on how confident you are or how many of the features you know? Is that what you've been told in the past that you're a 3.5 out of 10 out of five from your last boss? Yeah. I don't love it. Also, don't try and stuff everything onto the one page. It's okay if it's going to be longer than that. But again, all the templates are only one page. Well, most of them are only one page. And then if you're creating a new page, you've got no template to follow. Yeah, you're blank. Exactly. A blank second page. And when you've got those two columns on the first page, you can't have to do the two columns on the second page because you've got more experience. But what do you put on the second page in that extra column that's not your experience? It's going to look funny. It's an eyesore. And then people try and fill it up with things and then they get these little graphic things that are kind of useless to put in there. I mean, go to a second page when it makes sense for you. Do not try and squish everything onto that one. Also, we've touched on this, but tailor it to highlight your experience best. Like we said, if they've got school up the top, but that's not really relevant because you've been in the corporate world for 10 years, don't put school up the top. Or if you've just won a really awesome industry award, 
put that up higher than something less. Exactly. And they may not even have a category for that, but you need one. All of that is so relevant. The other thing is all of the experience, again, not all of them, most of the templates have your experience in a paragraph format of here's what I did. Again, I get it. A paragraph looks nicer. It's a really short, really great summary paragraph. You need dot points. They're popular for a reason. It makes it easy to read, easy to scan. Don't try and be different with your resume. Don't be creative with your resume. You want yours to look like most other people's except your experience to be different. So that it's easy for me to open it up and know what I'm going to expect to be where and I don't have to work out where everything is or what's going on. I can just focus on what you've done. Wait, pause, pause. I think that we need to go back to that. Say it again. Don't try and be different with your resume. You want it to look like everyone else's. I feel like it would be a big belief out there to make it stand out because, you know, all this goes around recruiters only look at it for five seconds, make it stand out. And I think that's where all this comes from, the need to stand out. You're right with the looking at it for five seconds thing. That is true. And we're plugging our resume episode here. It's like one of our first three episodes. If you scroll all the way back in season one, you'll see it's called Everything You Need to Know About Resumes. We talk about all of this in that episode there and we link you to our free resume template in our show notes that you can have a look at too. What you need to do is make it easy for your recruiter or whoever's looking at your resume to see how you're a fit or why they should keep reading in that first half a page in that critical real estate, why they should keep looking and why you might be the right person for this role. That's where things like what's that top section, really, really important. What have you got in that top part of your resume, really, really important. Have you looked at what your job titles are? We did an episode on that recently. They're going to be scanning your job titles first at a really high level. Do I want to read more? Can I see some words jumping out in your dot points? Okay, that looks really relevant. Have you got numbers in your dot points? Because I'm looking for someone who's managed a big team and you've got managed a team of 10 and I'm like, okay, great. I can see those numbers jumping out at me and then I'm going to stay and read a little bit more. You don't need to stand out by being different or unusual or having your photo or anything like that. You need to make it easy for them to see what they are looking for. Great. There you go. I think people will find that valuable. And that wraps up the episode. I think the take-home message here is you don't need to avoid templates You just need to use them with some discretion and don't blindly follow any template. Make it work for you. Yeah, tweak it to what makes sense. Take the stuff you like and go put it into a Word doc template. And don't fall for clickbaity headlines about anything. But particularly in job searching, if you see a big headline that's like, the reasons recruiters keep knocking you back. I hope, if anything, that I can teach you from this podcast. Sarah teaches all the knowledgeable, you know, she's the expert. I hope I can teach you to just... Have a healthy level of cynicism. Yes, scepticism. And on that note, we touched a little bit on the ATS in this episode. We have a whole episode about that. In a lot of these articles about Canva resumes, I've seen you won't get past the ATS. It will block your application and no human will ever see it. No, that's not what I said. I will never say that. A robot is not rejecting you. Humans are rejecting you, but it's going to be easier for your resume to get into the system, to come up properly, to be viewed properly if you've got the right formatting and it can be read. It will be a hurdle potentially. You're not going to be blocked. You don't like pass or fail that stage. So yeah, we have a whole episode on that if you want to hear the truth. Perfect. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. 
That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.